0: My name is Jessica Knight and this is the relationship recovery podcast. For those of you who follow me, you know that the podcast is on a season break. So no fancy intro today or anything like that. I've just missed the podcast. I've missed connecting with people and I just wanted to take a second and give a few updates and maybe a few thoughts one of my favorite things about running this podcast is that I get to connect with so many different people and that so many people tell me that they feel like that I that they feel like I understand and that means the world to me because I have been on the other side of this podcast with a lot of people that did not understand Um, and especially as we enter Labor Day which is today we enter school year, summer comes to a close. I think a lot of us, you know, refocus around this time. Just wanted just wanted to, I guess, like touch on a few things that I've noticed come up. And so as an aside, I just returned from Disney with my daughter, and this was definitely like a bit of a bucket list trip for us. I've always, my daughter, like, gets so excited over things like this. Um, She's very animated, very happy, and I really wanted to give her this experience, but I also, I wanted to enjoy it, too, and traditionally, I wasn't really a Disney person. I don't know that I would say right now, you know, that I definitely am. You know, I'm almost like a Disney person through the eyes of my daughter, but I remember around December of last year, I impulse booked one day in Disney. There was a cheaper flight to Orlando than Palm Beach where we were supposed to go. And by cheaper, I mean like cheaper by far, like we're talking like a $400 per ticket difference for whatever reason. And so I said, you know what, like, why don't we just go? Um, I had just gone through a year of legal stuff with my ex-husband and was like, my daughter's, We've been divorced for years at this point. It was not something I can get into on a podcast, but I just wanted to do something that felt like it was for us. I wasn't spending Christmas with her that year for the first time ever, and I just wanted this, like, special time to connect. And we went for this day, and it was just a great day. It was an exhausting day, but it was a great day. And then this year... Or after that trip, I just kept thinking, I really want to go with her. And this was actually one of those things that my ex-husband and I said that we would do together, like post-divorce. And I'm talking like actually like post-divorce, not, you know, three years later like we are at now. But it was like the let's try and get ourselves to a place where we could do this together type of thing. And I think that was in the back of my mind, like the whole time. And it became a limited belief that like I couldn't do it or I shouldn't go. When he's done a lot of things that, you know, maybe were first in some ways or, you know, been has been inauthentic or has been dishonest with me, you know, even in the round of legal stuff, like instead of working with me or talking to me, a lot of things I had to find out straight from my lawyer. So it was just like this thing of like, why am I so hung up on this idea or this person around? I can't do this thing I want to do because of this. And I spent some time working on that and like just letting it go. Like the reality was when we said that to each other, we were in different places. We were different people. We both thought that could be a possibility. And as the years have gone on, like that's become less and less and less and less and less of a possibility to the point that I would not put myself in that situation. And I feel like when I was there, I was actually really a able to enjoy myself I was able to be present with my kid something that I think a lot of people don't really understand of how hard that is to be when you are dealing with things like court cases still have a job you know and you're a single parent and you're doing all of this on your own it's really hard to be present like because you're so focused on routine and schedules and you know making money and all the things and you know, fighting battles in your head with people that you're not in conversation with anymore, you know, or getting stuck in thought patterns or ruminating. And when I was with her, I noticed that even when something happened, I was activated. Like there was a moment where I was like trying to download these PDFs to like send to her dad. And then I was like, you know what, Jess, like you're sitting in the middle of a, of frozen theater, like basically like watching A frozen live performance and you're trying to download a PDF, like put it away, send an email and say you're out. And that's that. And I did. And there was a time where I don't think I could have done that without ruminating. It just felt like a small piece of progress or actually a small piece of progress that actually has a really big impact. And then Really on the whole trip, I was really present with her and I really loved it. Like I really loved being able just to be a kid with her. I did not grow up in a house that kind of allowed me to be a kid. I um, I come from a home of physical, emotional, and verbal abuse. And I, Charlotte, Charlotte, my daughter, has more memories that are happy at age five than I do in my entire life. And I just allowed myself to be there with her. And I don't think I could have done that two years ago. I think I would have really been hung up in my own head. And in, in, coming, like in coming back and getting her ready for school and all these things that like are firsts for us, It has just highlighted how important it is for me to be present with her and what that means. Last night, we had this little journal of like mommy things and child things, and we were writing out what, you know, like I think the question of the day was, if you had a full day together, what would you do? You know, and my first thought was go to the beach all day, and hers was go to the park. And it just, it was such a, a reminder of that, like despite this kid spending six days in Disney, that's not her first thought. It's not, we'd go to Disney World right now. It's, we'd go to the park together, you know, and mine is like, we'd go to the beach together. It's just, it's that one-on-one quality time that, you know, we're not going to get back one day. And I love that she appreciates it as much as I do. Uh, To take a bit of a right turn, I've been talking to a lot of people, mostly on um, Instagram around different versions of abuse and different aspects of narcissism. And there's just a few things that I think would be helpful to hear if you're listening to this. One, it doesn't matter if they're diagnosed narcissist or not. People that are, have narcissistic abuse usually don't get diagnosed. So stop worrying about that. Like, stop worrying about if there's a diagnosis. Just look at the behavior. Do you like the way that you're treated? That's what you need to focus on. All that other stuff is actually covered in other podcasts of mine, but it's also just not as important as, is this person making you feel shitty? It doesn't matter what diagnosis they have. If you feel shitty and you still feel like you can't leave, that's the part to focus on. The other thing is around... Your personal accountability to how much you chase the pain. This is what I'm really speaking to is the, the people that are out of the relationship and have been out of the relationship and are still kind of clawing back, um, checking social media, checking in on them. All of that stuff is just reigniting the love addiction that you have for them or the trauma bond that you have for them. And having a plan, having even like a reward system, having accountability around it could save you so much extra pain, but you have to commit to it. And part of this is also not telling the new person that they're with that they are abusive or that they're a narcissist. It's not. It's that person needs to figure it out on their own. This person needs to. Like, that, this is their shit. If they come to you for help, that's one thing. And that's actually an entirely different conversation. You, Your focus needs to be on you. And the last thing I wanted to touch on, and I think I will do a longer podcast on this. I just have to really think about it because this is such a tough thing to explain. But it's that parallel parenting is a tool used to help people... In toxic relationships, instead of co-parenting, you parallel parent. I have an episode coming out about that next season. However, nobody, including me to date, has not talked about the emotional side of this and how hurtful it is at times and how hard it is to lean into parallel parenting and these strict boundaries and not be able to talk to your child and not be able to really advocate for their well-being, even if you know it's right. And what that does to you emotionally, you know, like if they're expressing something and you don't, you can't even express it to the other parent, or, you know, if they want something and you can't advocate for them in that way, what that does to you and how that impacts you emotionally, mentally, physically And if you are parallel parenting or even leaning into parallel parenting, I want you just to remember that it's not, it's not easy regardless. So even though this is another tool, it's not necessarily meant to be easy. So don't tell yourself that it has to be. It's actually really difficult. And I'm going to leave it at there today. I'm going to post, I will post a poll today. Labor Day on my Instagram, and I'll leave it through tomorrow. Instagram is at Emotional Abuse Coach for podcast topics. So if there is something you'd like to hear next season, which is starting in October, please feel free to post, you know, and let me know what that is. If you don't even know how to frame it, just like write a question and I'll I'll either ask you a question or I'll figure out what you're saying. But if you need support, you can still reach out to me. Um, even though the podcast is on pause. I am not. <laughs> I am just getting my daughter situated for school, which actually reminds me of something. So I mean, I'm going to be honest, like the words of this, the words of the commenter sounded a lot like my ex-husband, but I don't know that for sure. So I just, you know, I just blocked it and moved on, which is also a sign of growth um, for me. But one of the things is I, I had posted on my Instagram that I'm going to be taking a little bit of time from Clarity Calls, which is the intro call between mm-hmm. me and a prospective client to see if we're a good fit to work together. And I had a, like I it was about, probably about a three week break, quote unquote. And so the purpose of that was because I was traveling. I was then traveling with my daughter. We had a lot of things going on and she's starting kindergarten this week. So I just don't, I have the space for my regular clients. I just didn't have extra space for clarity calls. Um, because I, I need to be a lot more present for her and at different times this week. And when we were traveling, I, it was time to be present with her. And the week before that I went away with my boyfriend for honestly, just a few, like a few days. Um, while my daughter was with her dad for his like summer parenting time. And I posted, like, I basically like posted this thing a while back. And it said, like, you know, taking time to prepare to get my kid ready for kindergarten and for to spend some time traveling and traveling with her. And somebody commented, like, it's cool. You can just say you were you were traveling with your boyfriend. And then they said it in another way again, like when I posted it again. And I was just like, yeah, I can. But like. I am. But like, that's not the point, you know, and it's like such a like a. It felt like such a toxic comment, like, oh, you're doing all these things, but let's focus on this one thing, you know, that, like, you didn't highlight amongst the other things. It's like, quite frankly, and my boyfriend knows this, like, it just wasn't, like, that trip just wasn't as important to me. I enjoyed it. I wanted to have the time with him. I am glad that I wasn't home during that time. I needed the break and the refresh, but the time, but, like, I guess, well, one, I did I worked there so much, but also... I like, who cares, you know, how it's worded, what it means. I'm off and clarity calls start in September. That's what the point was. And it was just like, I think this was another area that I've seen a lot of my clients like really struggle with, you know, like the little insidious comments from people, you know, or even people you don't know. Cause I honestly, I can't truthfully say I know who it was. And it happened a few times on my Instagram and I just like I blocked the person then I blocked the other account that this person seemed to make. And it was just like, whoever it is, is trying so hard just to make me look like a bad person. And it's like, I deal with this so much in parenting with our co parent, parallel parenting. And it's like, I, you know, I know I'm not, right. But like, that Even that feeling used to throw me off all the time and I would get really activated. I would get really like triggered. I'd get really anxious and we have to like begin to tune out those voices. And, you know, it was one of those reminders, like if I can't tune it out, well, how can I expect to help anybody? And so I was like, well, I need to work to tune it out. So, yeah, um, back to where I was. Paul will go up on my Instagram at emotional abuse coach for you to submit any topics or questions. You can follow me at emotional abuse coach on Instagram. I am accepting clarity calls starting next week. They, you have been able to book them this whole time, but if you just go to my Instagram and click on my, um, like the link in bio, you can just sign up there and I have a free resource on there, too, called Can Responses for Toxic Communication that are just basically very um, short responses to diffuse abusive communication. And so if that is something that you think would be helpful to you, please go ahead, sign up, and I'd love to hear what you think or even if you've created any. But thank you to listening to this. If you need anything, you can email me at jessica at emotionalabusecoach.com.